This episode is brought to you by CRPS Warriors Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. The show is about to start. Hey guys, what's up? This is Phoebe. And this is Mike. This is episode 22 of the Mike and Phoebe show. In today's episode of the CRPS Warriors Foundation series, we have Dr. Gloria Tambaga joining us. Dr. Tambaga is a medical resource for the CRPS Warriors Foundation. Dr. Tambaga has a thriving wellness practice and Medi Spa right out of Temecula, California. So you're just down the street. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me this morning. Yes, we're so glad you can join us. And, uh, you know, next time we're going to have to have you in studio and maybe uh, do a recording session. But today you're calling in. So I'm glad to have you on today. Thank you. Pleasure. Yeah. Now, um, tell me, what is the story behind how you became a doctor? I read your bio that you sent over. It's a very um, heartwarming, you know, it's it's got some tragedy in it. But um, tell me, what is the experience? How did you become a doctor? I think it all started off with um, growing up just suffering and having, um, you know, no parents and support. And in my story, I talk about how I struggled trying to figure out how um, somebody so young, my mother, um, how she could have died at a young age. I think she was only, I think, 33 years old. And so throughout life, you know, being going from one home to another, because um, we were wards of the state and orphans pretty much um, growing up. And I didn't understand what happened with that. And so I had an affinity towards learning and figuring out like, okay, why is this happening? It was my own healing journey. And so I would read a lot. And then um, I decided to um, pursue the medical field. So then I started off, uh, I went to nursing school and then I did that for about six years. And then in figuring out um, what is it that I wanted to do in life. And then I participated and volunteered on many humanitarians around the world and in Asia, um, in many countries that um, actually are untouched by the world, like in Papua New Guinea, um, Myanmar. And so for that, I, you know, I was just trying to heal myself. Okay, what can I do to help other people? because I don't like this feeling of suffering. And so um, then I decided that I wanted to do more. And that's why I went to medical school. And then I became a physician and wanted to make an impact with my life and try to help other people alleviate their own suffering because uh, hurt that going through um, growing up in life and kind of uncomfortable and trying to figure out at a young age what's going on and you know just searching for answers and I did learn a lot in the process about myself and how to just heal getting over something like this and turning it into something of a positive experience because I think in life um, for me anyway my failures are my success and so when I fail at something I try to make it into a positive um, situation like how can I make the best of this you know um, when I was reading your story I really felt your emotion coming through in the um, not only in that news article that was written by you uh, on your story but also reading your bio and your questions you know so I'm so glad that Deb um, 
connected us. And, you know, I, I, you have our condolences for losing your mom at such a young age. As we all adults go through life, we have, you know, trials and tribulations and things like that. But like you said, your suffering, there's a reason for it. You, you came out of it. And that is a huge life lesson to have to learn. And not a lot of people learn that in life, you know, so I'm glad that you came out of that and that you learned, and especially at a, such a young age. That's that's an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, you know, honestly, growing up, I really disliked myself, and I didn't really tell anybody of, like, my upbringing until I was older, in my 20s, actually. And I felt ashamed of where I came from, and um, I didn't want to share with everyone uh, what I was going through because I wasn't mature at the time and I wasn't emotionally ready, but I saw the value in it when I started to help other people, other foster youth in Hawaii. I was on their board um, for um, a nonprofit. And what we would do is my sister and I would give talks all around the, the continent of the U.S. and locally in Hawaii. And we found that we've made so many connections and like, uh, the kids, they need to see it. They need to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that despite adversity, you, you can make it. And she and I are both living proof that, you know, you there's suffering, there's things don't always go your way, but at, when you persevere and you are resilient and you um, kind of just stay persistent, you can change lives. And for me, that's a motivating factor to just speak about it and just be open and um, inspire others to heal themselves. And so, because I don't like it when people, um, if I could, you know, figure out a way to uh, either refer or um, help the person myself, whether it's professionally in the medical field or like in just for family and friends. Absolutely. You know, it's so inspiring that you talk to the younger generation because it is true. Uh, you know, as we grow older, we go through our life experiences and we have to get something out of our life experiences and to help younger generations go through what they're going through to come out of what they're going through. It's so rewarding. So, I, you know, Mike and I, we look up to you and that, that's amazing that you do that. It's very inspiring. Oh, thank you so much. It means a lot to me that you guys have me on the podcast and I'm able to share the story with someone who might take a tidbit here and use it and help them um, get out of whatever situation they're in. Yes. Now, since this is in the CRPS Warriors Foundation series, do you want to tell me how did you meet Deborah, the founder of CRPS Warriors Foundation, and how did you come across... Um, you know, your first experience with CRPS? Actually, it was through Deborah. And uh, we belong to the chamber, the Temecula Valley cham Chamber. And I was doing a uh, educational Zoom webinar. And I think it was actually, I want to say close to, it was several years ago, um, maybe just coming out of the pandemic or while in the pandemic. So we we're doing a lot of Zoom stuff, you know, at the time. And she heard me during my presentation. And then we just connected afterwards. She said something that you said, taking your mindset and taking care of yourself. Because I think the presentation was about self-care and how to take care of yourself so that you could 
um, you know, be the best version of you. I, I think I said something that she told me that prompted her to contact me um, outside um, and say that to do with the mind, something to that effect. And I don't know like, the exact words that I said, but it struck a chord with her. And then from that moment on, I we had a meeting and I was like, even though I'm a physician and I was trained in medicine to know all these conditions and such, I had to tell her, I have no clue about your condition. Please educate me and I'm going to read up on my own. And I wanted to kind of get her story about what exactly it is. And I became fascinated because of her personal story and her telling me, sharing me uh, her experiences and what she's been going through. And I thought to myself, wow, that is just, I mean, for people to suffer that way. And I thought I'm doing a disservice if I don't at least learn about what it is. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I have to be the first to admit that as a physician, you know, sometimes in medicine, um, we it, it, it's a failure in that we're, there's so much to learn. But honestly, I didn't even hear about this. Maybe I did. Maybe it was one of those lectures where I was sleeping or something. But I, for the life of me, don't even recall being exposed to this condition. And wow. I know it's been around for a long time. And so um, the nice thing about it is that you know, we connected and we're close by. And so I said, hey, Deborah, you know, I offer uh, pain treatments, uh, non-opioid uh, narcotic uh, therapies for pain, but we do it for other conditions such as, you know, joint issues, um, musculoskeletal. I said, we're having great success. Um, why don't you come down to my office and let me Let's just try it on you. I'm just, I just said, hey, no guarantees or anything like that. Um, let's just try it and see. And so um, we had multiple conversations um, in between emails and texts and me clarifying um, what the condition actually is. And so for her, she brought it more real. It, she brought it to life, the condition to life for me, because I had actually no clue, right? At the time, I had just like read about it and then pulled up some articles. And then she just told me her own uh, testimony of what she was going through. And I was just like, wow, how did you even like, how do you even uh, live day to day with this? You know, a lot of things that we take for granted, like, you know, being able to drive or just sitting up or, you know, it's a hindrance. And like some of these uh, CRPS warriors, they can't even function daily because the condition is, it's so, it's, um, it's very um, detrimental to their um, activities of daily living and they can't really do the things that they really want to do or uh, used to do before, you know. And so I just felt that I needed to learn about this and, um, and we've been seeing some of the warriors and I'm really happy because um, they're helping me and helping others kind of get the word out on what this condition is, you know. And I, I feel um, that, you know, if you don't know about something in, in the medical field anyway, I, I mean, the exposure and like learning about it is a is a privilege because we had um, some treatments that I know it helped Deborah and she can give her testimony as well. And we were surprised, like just surprised um, at how much it alleviates her symptoms. It didn't take it away completely, but at least she can get relief 
for that moment. You know what I mean? Some relief is better than nothing at all. Right. And um, talking about the treatments that you um, are talking about through your Medispa. So now, Dr. Tumbaga, you want to tell me about the PBM treatment that you were um, discussing about earlier? Um, how does that help the CRPS uh, patients? Sure. So photobiomodulation, this is a form of light therapy. And what it does is that it uses these non-ionizing forms of light. Um, and I use laser. I have a medical grade laser that does this. And what that does is that it actually will modulate the pain uh, transmission. And so this treatment, it, it doesn't hurt or there's any discomfort. The only thing that the patient will feel is warmth. And so it's applied to the uh, external skin area where the area of discomfort is or where the patient is having pain. And then we kind of paint over that area and then they're going to feel the warmth. And that in turn is going to stimulate the um, the tissues to uh, downregulate some of the, the inflammatory markers, growth factors, and it's going to help with uh, helping the body heal itself. Wow. So now not only do CRPS patients benefit from this, but other people who are experiencing um, this kind of discomfort and pain, is that correct? Who, ha- who else have you seen? What other kind of um, people with pain have you seen and um, have you treated with this particular PBM treatment? Yeah, we. that's a good question. Um, so because I was doing, um, performing these treatments on patients with knee injuries, uh, joint injuries, uh, plantar fasciitis, uh, tendonitis, um, post-op uh, surgical patients, like if they had rotator cuff injuries, um, knee injuries, musculoskeletal injuries from car accidents, uh, or just injuries, falls, um, we were getting good success with it. And so... Um, that's the reason why I said, hey, Deborah, um, I don't really know much about your condition. And if it's in the literature that this treatment actually helps patients with CRPS, but hey, let's give it a sh- let's give it a try. And so she was down for it. And she came to my office. And um, that's how we um, she was able to try out the treatment and she got relief. And so you know, we just translated, hey, we do it for other treatments um, or conditions. Let's just see if, if it'll work for the CRPS patients. And we've done quite a bit on some of the warriors. And more specifically, Deborah can share her story with you on what we've, how many treatments we've done uh, for her. And it, and every time she comes in, you can notice on her fine area where she had a she had a um, one of those stimulators implants placed um, years before she saw me. And you could tell that she had like a bulge there. And literally mm. after the treatment, that bulge would not only like before your eyes, you could see it, the swelling go down immediately. And her discomfort went down as well. Wow. That is amazing that you can see in real time the, the progress there. Now, um, what other kind of innovative treatments for CRPS that, um, are you conducting a study on? Um, you, you put on your bio something about um, exomes. Is that correct? Do you want to um, share your story about that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so at my office, because um, Deborah, about two years ago, uh, 
Deborah had asked me if I would be on their board. And so now that I'm a board member and I'm, this is actually helping me to expand my, my knowledge and helping the patients with this condition. I thought that we should try and kind of push the envelope and do more um, innovative treatments to help with uh, patients with CRPS. And so our first patient that we um, uh, enrolled in the study, well, we're going to put together a study because we were so um, amazed with the results. And that has to do with administration of something what we call exosomes. And these are, they're not stem cells per se, but they are, I like to call them, um, they're just amplified. I think they're better than stem cells. They're extracellular vesicles that send growth factors and cell um, signals to the areas that the body needs for whatever reason to heal itself. And um, I don't have an, a scientific, well, there is science behind it, but from the first uh, case that we've done, we had just, I, I have no words for the results. So the patient that we um, did the treatment on, and it was about four weeks ago. So she was in a fall accident and had several surgeries for um, a rotator cuff uh, injury. I think she had like two surgeries. And so nothing was helping her. She'd done everything, you know, from the narcotics to the medication therapies to the just occupational therapy, physical therapy, and then nothing seemed to have worked. She was at pretty much like a, a plateau. Her range of motion was just minimal. She couldn't even like put her arm behind her back or raise it more than I want to say about uh, maybe 20 to 30 degrees. So uh, she was able to do, you know, she can drive. However, she can't do the things that she was um, doing before. She was an active woman athlete actually very um active and um you know would do competitive sports and then when she had that accident um it uh devastated her life and put her into a deep depression and um over the you know the loss of not being able to do the things that you were able to do earlier and so what this therapy entailed and i was just I was a little bit skeptical, but optimistic. And so I'm working with a researcher who has developed the um, the product. And so he came to my office and I said, hey, what can we do? Have, do you have any experience with uh, this condition, CRPS and, and the exosomes? And he said, well, we've done a lot. Um, of treatments, I think he's done over, I, I can't even tell you like over, I want to say he knows the exact number. He always, we always joke around about it, but he's applied this uh, treatment to more than, I want to say more than 50,000 patients over the last 15 years. And so I reached out to him and I said, what can we do? Can we, let's just try it. And so, you know, I'm always um, open to new uh, treatments and technologies. If they're going to be beneficial. And so um, for the patient, we administered the treatment. It's by injection. It's a, it's a subcutaneous injection as well as um, we can go deep as well. And we inject the product where there is the pain. So we did the pre-range of motion and the, the pre-assessment. And she had a 
oversensitive um, um, reaction to, believe it or not, just the cold air and the wind blowing on it would cause her to have the pain and would exacerbate her uh, CRPS. And so we did that. We applied an, a, a special topical cream first just to kind of get her warmed up and desensitize her a little bit so that she'll be comfortable when we do the um the injection then with that alone she was she you could tell the difference in the videos uh you can see it she was less she had less discomfort then um once we let that take effect we did the injection and we do uh, multiple injections around the area uh depending on where uh we um touch and see that there's a discomfort and was administered and within just minute of administering the injections you could tell that there was a noticeable difference so we went back to um, the range of motion and i just couldn't believe what i was seeing so she was only at probably like 20 or 30 degrees if that before the end of the treatment which you know we gave her some time we did more injections i would say after 20 minutes she was able to raise her arm above her head and put her arm behind her back and she sat there we were all just, you know, no words, but elated at the same time, if you if that makes any sense, like, wow. And you could tell how she was, um, you know, she was emotional as well. And she said, I can't believe it's been seven years since I've been able to move my, lift my arm over my head and behind my back. So now, um, how long do these benefits um, last for? You know, how long is the pain actually alleviated um, in these kind of cases that you've seen based on your um, experience? For this particular patient, she's the first one that we did. And so we're going to formulate a study and do more of uh, the uh, chronic regional pain um, patients and then figure that out. Because like I said, we just did this like recently, like over four weeks ago. And to get those kind of results, um, it's just amazing in that short little of a time. So we don't know yet. Um, we did follow up and check up on her the next day, the next day, and she was fine. And then um, uh, a few weeks later as well. And um, she did report that she did have relief and that it's still she still has some discomfort and pain, but it's not to the level of extent of where it was um, prior to the, uh, the treatment. What, a, what an amazing story. And what about, uh, it's kind of going backwards a little bit, but I wanted to ask you the same question with, in regards to the uh, PBM treatment, um, how many patients have you seen and how many, um, what kind of experience have they felt after the fact of um, going through that treatment? And how long did they have the um, pain relief for? Yeah, that's a really good question. So again, um, for me, if I see a treatment that's out there, an, an innovative treatment, and I think that it will be beneficial in this special population um, and the patient is willing. We are definitely interested in learning more about it. And so she was the first patient and we extrapolated this because the researcher that does this, um, that produces the product, the manufacturers of it, um, he's done so many cases using it for joint issues um shoulder knee even um tinnitus and vertigo and other conditions but more 
I think more of his um, treatments that he has data on is going to be for the joints. And so we kind of figured, hey, these patients are getting relief from that. So let's just try it. I just came up with the idea that let's just go for it. Same with the photobiomodulation. I mean, this um, this is similar to photobiomodulation, but it's an actual uh, product that's um, injected into the area that has a discomfort. And so the exosomes have growth factors in them and peptides and proteins that can do cell signaling similarly in the fashion of the photobiomodulation. Now, uh, based on the history of the other researchers using this treatment for joint conditions, uh, neurodegenerative, um, and other conditions. Um, sometimes, um, also like for stroke too, I've seen so many amazing results with that. It could be multiple treatments. Um, you're going to see with that case that I just told you about, she had immediate results. I mean, she was at the office for a few hours, but we wanted to watch her and see how she was doing. But I think that they're going to need multiple treatments. And that's where the study research um, that we're compiling um, will come into play. So we'll have more answers uh, once we enroll more um, patients. Sure. And um, going with that, you know, I kind of feel like we're a little bit in a like medical consultation. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> We're in a doctor's office, you know, you're the doctor, we're, we're learning about um, these um, conditions and the treatment. So with that aspect, um, if I can ask also, what are the side effects that you have seen? Or are there any side effects along with the uh, PBM treatment and also the exosomes, um, exosomes uh, treatment? Are there side effects? Yes. So there are side effects. So there are actually contraindications as well for them. So we just um, screen first, make sure they're a candidate. So for the um, for some of the side effects, we've seen that it could amplify it before ampl- amplify excuse me the discomfort pain before it gets better. So with the uh, photobiomodulation, um, what I've been noticing because we've been seeing patients um, with CRPS and kind of just observing, some of them have a delayed response, like they'll get the um, relief, and then they'll notice like the discomfort will go up, but then it'll go down. And we saw that in maybe just uh, like a few patients, but for the most part, um, the pain just goes, it subsides. So let's say we're going from like a 10 to like maybe down to even like a 3. And it does take multiple treatments as well. So everything is individualized and depending to remember uh, what Deborah had shared with us on the prior podcast. I mean, everybody has their own individual injury that led up to um, the CPRS, you know, so um, and depending on how long they've been uh, dealing with the condition, you know, like there is no cure for it, but they can be in remission, right? And so if they're coming to us with very, very severe, debilitating, and it's uh, all over and all limbs, and, you know, I mean, that that's a little bit more uh, complicated and more involved treatment that, uh, that the patient would need. And so it's the treatments that we're offering right now are certainly innovative and in its infancy. And we, that's why we're conducting um some research studies on it. And so we don't know, but 
I will definitely circle back to you on what we've been finding. Yeah, that would be amazing because um, that certainly piques our interest. You know, everyone that I know in our age group, they suffer from pain, you know, chronic pain, back pain, neck pain, something like that. You know, people, as we get older, things start to not work as much as what they did in our youth. So um, this is very interesting to us. Definitely keep us posted. And um, I'm going to ask you one question. And this is, you know, just uh, because we're normal, regular people, we're not medical professionals at all. Um, So these treatments, because they um, are in the in the beginning of your um, research. So there if people want to come to you, if they're interested in participating in this study, um, it's all out of their pocket or um, it's not covered by insurance, right? How does that work if people wanted to contact you about that treatment? Yes. Um, so we have a certain budget set aside for pro bono treatments. Um, so we've, um, for example, that case that we did um, with the exosomes, that's all um, donated to the patient. And it is expensive because of the product is expensive. And so we do what we're going to do is formulate the study so that we can do a little bit of both um, where we can um, actually just charge a minimum so that we can uh, have that go towards um, the time it takes for us to like the team members and then um, to help uh, put together the data. And um, um I think the I'm working on it right now. I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry, but for because I don't have control over the company and what they're going to donate for the product. But as for um, the photobiomodulation treatment, if they're locally uh, in my area and they're and they want to come, we have patients that drive about an hour away to come see us. We do have uh, scholarship programs for that through the um, CRPS Warrior Foundation as well as my office. We do. Uh, pro bono work as well. So they can just call or text my office at 951-387-5935. And for the most part, for those um, patients, we've been um, doing a lot of the donations for that because we want them to, they're contributing to the research for the betterment of the whole um, society to see whether or not this condition is can be helped with using the treatments that we have. And so that's our way of kind of giving back to them. Um, so we're putting together that. Um, that's ongoing already. We've been doing that for a while now. But for the the exosome research, um, that one is um, in, in the making right now. That's good. Now, if people wanted to contact you, they can call your office. What's the name of your office? And we can, um, and what's your social media website information? Um, if you have an email that you want to give out, how can people contact you other um, than calling? Oh, I think I think the best way would be they could call or text us at the 951-387-5935 number. Or if they want to reach out to me on social media, they can. I have a professional Facebook page that is out there at Wellness Diagnostics. So my Facebook handle is Dr. Gloria T. D-R-G-L-O-R-I-A and then the letter T. And then they can uh, find us on Instagram. It's Dr. Gloria, G-L-O-R-I-A, T-U-M-B-A-G-A. Um, that's the handle. Okay. I am finding you right now. I found you on Facebook and I am locating. I, there we go. I got you on Instagram too. 
So perfect. Yeah. So um, that's wellness diagnostics and Medispa, non-surgical skincare, fat reduction treatments and anti-aging expert. I mean, when I read that, I was like, ooh, I got to talk to her. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, anything to do with anti-aging and regenerative medicine, that's what we specialize in. So wellness starts with some people want to look good on the outside, but then in reality, they're not healthy on the inside. And so that's when we bring in our wellness and our regenerative medicine um, treatments. And we expose patients to those treatments because some of them don't even know that. And we try to promote just overall healthy living. You know, there's little things that you can um, do to uh, make changes so that you can live a impactful and life that is has quality in it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to suffer. You you want to um, live a life where you don't have to have pain or you know just slow down the aging process is what we like to say. We're we can't stop the clock, but we can certainly intervene and do treatments to help you look and feel your best, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, how long have you actually been uh, doing this? And how long have you worked for uh, the company that you're working for now? I've been a physician since 2010. And um, we started the practice in 2016. And so we moved to Temecula, uh, I want to say 2000, yeah, 2016. And so because I wanted to be able to offer innovative treatments to my patients to not just hand them medications like I'm not bashing the medical field but like uh, you know just kind of treat the symptoms I wanted to offer more so that um, the patient can actually heal heal themselves and so that's exactly what we're doing now that's good that's very good so uh, where did you actually come from uh, before moving to uh, Temecula I was actually in Hawaii I, I was born and raised in Hawaii and then I moved to California for training and for just you know educational um purposes i didn't see myself leaving the islands but then i did because you know my mind is like uh i don't know i just kind of wanted to like explore and so i moved all over california and then finally found temecula like it was kind of interesting because i never heard of it before never imagined like it wasn't a place where you think to yourself oh i want to live in temecula one of these days you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we just stumbled upon it. Um, my husband and I came out here to one of the wineries and it was Valentine's Day and we were just driving through and we're like, okay, so we went stopped by at one of the wineries like, wow, this place is really nice. You know, like all the vineyards and everything like that. And we were just like, wow. And so we kind of uh, got fixated on it. And then we found the realtor and then we just loved it. And then it took us like a few months to find a place that we liked. And so we said, okay, well, let's just um, do this uh, second home away from Hawaii home, make it our home. And so here we are. And we love it. Uh, this is an amazing community. And as you can see with what um, CRPS Warrior Foundation has done um, with um, Deborah, who has the vision to help other people. And so I'm just grateful and thankful and very honored to be part of the board and to help these patients because I know that we can do just a little bit to help them. And I think that little bit goes a long way. 
Absolutely. And I'm glad that we met. I'm glad that I met um, Deborah. You know, we met Deborah, uh, Mike and I, we met her at one of the uh, recent mega mixers. So uh, Paris Chamber of Commerce, which we're part of, um, Temecula, Marietta, Wildemar, um, was Hemet there too? Is there a Hemet? Um, yeah, yeah, I think there. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. all over there. That, that was, was uh, right there at the uh, um, Lake uh, Els. Uh, Lake Storm. Yeah, Lake the storm. Elsinore? Yeah, Lake yeah. Elsinore Storm Stadium. So that was really cool. I don't know if you were there, but um, we might have passed each other. <laughs> You know, and, know. and realize. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I think I remember. Yeah, yeah. The actually, that was in January. My, it was from. Yeah, I think I was out of town, so I couldn't go. Unfortunately, uh, but um, yeah, I remember that event. It was good that um, we now know more people from the Temecula Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Mike and I, this is a side note, not really related to CRPS, but. Mike and I, we own two radio stations in Paris, and they're both very new. Um, this one, Alternative Twist Radio, is uh, just under two years old. And then our other radio station, uh, Barn Door Radio, is um, just like a few months old. Yeah. And they're both nonprofits. So we're looking to join um, Temecula Chamber of Commerce um, in the near future. So I'm glad that we have some friends already. There you go. Oh, Chamber. yes. You definitely can reach out to me. I'm here to help. I, I really enjoy building other nonprofits and other people um, again so that they can thrive and be the best version of themselves and also uh, alleviate the suffering, you know. And I think you have a very powerful forum and uh, podcast to reach out to the masses. And um, I am so honored to be on your podcast today and very grateful. I mean, I can't say how much, how grateful I am because I think this is um, a way to educate people. And even myself, I'm constantly learning about the condition and the patients are the ones teaching me. And so I find it very, um, it's a, it's very good that what you guys are doing. And I hope one day that I can also expand on um, the nonprofit that I'm actually, I do have a nonprofit right now. And like I said before, um, we're trying to grow in that um, area as well with helping former foster youth um, transition out of the system. And so, yeah, maybe we could do some work in the future with that for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, Mike and I have been looking into other nonprofits, see who we could potentially um, connect with and help in the future. So absolutely. Um, send me uh, your other non your nonprofit information by email and um, we can definitely um, discuss how we can work together, collaborate. Yeah, oh, that's so wonderful. And, yeah. and that's so great. I'm just so thank you so much. I just don't have I'm so appreciative for, you know, the just the how everybody met, mm-hmm. you know, like just from the chamber events and then one person to the other. And it's just like it's meant to be, you know, the universe is putting us together so that we can make an impact and change lives. You know, Dr. Tumbaga, <laughs> that, that is exactly how Mike and I feel. Every single person that we've talked to, especially from, and it started from Deborah, you know, our conversation, our podcast, we, we connected so well and doc, to Dr. Wilton and we talked to Dr. Uh, Bregman. Yeah, Bregman. Yeah, Bregman. And now you, you know, everyone that we've talked to so far in, so far in this series have, um, impacted us just as well. And we're so happy that you guys take the time to come and talk to us. 
and talk to us about CRPS, I want to make an impact with people. You know, both Mike and I, we're at that point in our life where we want to help people in a greater scale, you know, so I'm glad that you're able to talk to us. And now, um, Coming up in the next CRPS Warriors Foundation series, we'll be talking to Dr. Damien M. Uh, Donafee. I hope I'm pronouncing um, Dr. Damien's last name right. That will be airing on Saturday, May 20th at 8 a.m. Pacific time on all major streaming platforms. And uh, for those that are also tuning in, uh, Deb wanted me to share with you guys to stay tuned with the um, trailer for their docu-series, for CRPS Warriors Foundation. That's going to be released on their three-year anniversary, which is coming up. It's Sunday, May 28th. So you can stay tuned on all their social medias. You can stay tuned on their YouTube, which is at CRPS Warriors Foundation. And uh, Dr. Tambaga, thank you so much for um, tuning in and for talking to us. We'll have to invite you into our studio. If you want to take a, a little short trip to Paris, you know, like a, what, 15, 20 minute drive. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. It'll be my pleasure. Yeah, it'll be fun meeting you guys in person. Yeah, yes. we'd love to have you in. And so um, we'll stay in touch. And definitely we can maybe um, do another little podcast about your uh, specific Medispa, you know, all the other services you have, because yeah. that's very interesting to us. Oh, wonderful. I'm excited. Yep. Let's make it happen. Yes. That's awesome. Good. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Take care. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe and um, out of the traffic in the rain and the chaos out there. Yeah, you too. too. Drive safe. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Phoebe show on Alternative Twist Radio. If you missed any past episodes, just search the Mike and Phoebe show or Alternative Twist Radio on any major podcast app.